Hi, welcome back. I'm Stacy Hyde, and I'm here to talk about better financial health in 15 minutes or less. And today, I wanted to talk about something that I mentioned uh, briefly in a prior podcast when I talked about how to invest through your work 401k or 403b plan. I want to talk about investing on your own. That's gotten a lot of attention since we've been through the pandemic and a lot of people at home sort of um, installed the Robinhood app and got investing there. Fidelity also has a very good retail app that a lot of people have tried their hand at. And one of the things that I've noticed is that people oftentimes start investing on their own because they want to buy a particular individual stock. It's something that they either use a lot. Apple's been a very popular um, retail stock for years, or it could be their neighbor told them about a stock and they looked it up and they got real interested in it. But what I would tell you, for most people, buying a stock like that, just one stock here or one stock there, that's really more like gambling than it is investing. Because what you're doing is you're you're putting all your money on one stock or a couple of stocks. What investing really is, is it's recognizing how markets work. And by that, I mean the market over time has gone up. Now, there have been some big drawdowns. Last March was one, March of 2020. Um, you know, we had the Great Recession where it went down in um, 08 and then bottomed out in March of 2009. But if you take a step back from there and you look at it over a longer period of time, you see that markets have gone up substantially so. And they've outperformed things like bonds or savings accounts. But the reason for that is, is in any one particular point in time, your account could be worth substantially less than the money you invested. And that's what we call risk. And in order to be compensated for taking that risk, you have to expect to get more money in return. So how do you do that? And how do you do it as safely as possible? Well, when you'll often hear people like myself talk about what is a diversified portfolio and what do they mean by that? You know, there's a lot of words we use um, in the financial industry that I'm sure just sound like jargon to most people. So what I mean by that when I talk about a diversified portfolio, I mean a broad cross section of stocks, meaning big companies, middle size, smaller companies, and companies that are domiciled both in the U.S. and throughout the rest of the world. So if you're going to build that, you can actually do it very inexpensively using what are known as index funds or exchange traded funds. Um, they're very similar. An index fund, what it does is it tracks the performance of an index. So every night on the news, you'll see the S&P 500 index. That's very popular. You'll also hear people talk about the Dow, but that's 35 industrial stocks. So that's not as representative of the market as a whole. So when I talk about it, I'm talking about the S&P 500 
or even broader than that, because that's 500 large companies, you can get out to the Wilshire 5000 and the Russell 2000, that's another name for small company stocks. And so you want to build your portfolio and you want that exposure because smaller companies have historically returned more than larger companies. But because they're smaller companies, they've had more ups and downs, which is why you want to kind of marry the two together. And then you also want companies that are not domiciled here. A lot of times we'll think of companies as being U.S. companies when in fact they're international companies. Toyota Motors is one um, to use. a uh, Medtronic has a big presence here in Memphis where I'm located, but that's actually now uh, they're domiciled over in Ireland. So there's a lot of companies, particularly pharmaceutical companies, pharmaceutical companies that are internationally driven and you want that exposure. Now over the last 10 years, U.S. markets have actually outperformed their international counterparts and large companies, particularly large company growth stocks, um, have outperformed. But there are periods of time where value will outperform and by value, I'm talking about stuff like Walmart, Procter & Gamble, sort of your basic everyday type. They're not as sexy, but they are there and people use them all the time. And so you want a good mix of those. So it's not as quite as exciting, but guess what? Your returns are going to be more consistent. And if you're using an exchange traded fund, which is just a, a fund that trades like a stock, but is really a group of stocks, you're going to do well over time and you're not going to have to invest a lot of time managing that portfolio. So if you get a portfolio of say large company stocks, you get a mid cap index fund, a small cap index fund, an international index and an emerging markets fund, you can put those together and you really only need to come back and do anything with it maybe once a year. And if you're purchasing those on an ongoing basis, what you can do is if something's gone way up, don't buy that one, buy the ones that haven't done as well. And that gives you what's known as rebalancing. And it's going to be also very tax efficient if you're doing that, meaning that you're not going to incur much in the way of capital gains or dividends that are taxable on those. So that's why index funds and exchange traded funds tend to be low cost. You're looking for on average, your US based funds should have expense ratios below 0.25% or quarter of a percent. We often refer to those as basis points. So 25 basis points, and then you're International may go up to half a percent and emerging markets um, may go up as high as 1% because it's harder to do the investing in those types of companies. So you want to pay attention to what you're paying in expenses and you also want them to be tax efficient. Now, if you want to buy a stock here or there because you're interested in it, by all means do. But be careful, we see a lot of times people buying a lot of stock in their employer. That can, that can be great. People feel like they know a lot about them because they work there. But guess what? You already have a lot of exposure to your employer. You work there. So 
your pay is tied to their success. Um, they may have a profit sharing plan where you're part of the money that goes into your 401k is tied to how the company does. So you actually have a lot of exposure there already. So you don't want to get too much in any one stock. We recommend limiting your exposure to any one stock to 5% of your investment portfolio because that'll keep your risk down. So I've said a lot, I've talked a lot, and we'll come back and talk about this a little bit more, you know, how to rebalance and exactly, but think of buying individual stocks as more along the lines of gambling um, and buying broad exposure to the market more along the lines of investing. And I think you'll wind up with more money over time and you'll certainly have a smoother ride. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you'll come back again.